Welcome to the Staying Golden Podcast, where we'll be catching up with Laurier alumni to give the Laurier community a glimpse of what the future may hold after graduation. We would like to acknowledge that Wilfrid Laurier University and its campuses are located on the Haldeman Track, traditional territory of the Neutral, Anishinaabe, and Haudenosaunee peoples. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Stang Golden Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Luke Hogan, and today I'm here with Camille Lawrence, who graduated with a BA in communications from Laurier in 2012. Camille then went on to earn a graduate certificate in children's media in 2016, which has led to a career in entertainment, working on scripts, story production, and much more. Currently, she's been working for Frantic Films as a story producer for the show Still Standing, which is in its ninth season on CBC. It's a real pleasure to have you here today, Camille. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. So as someone who works on TV, have you been watching anything lately? You know what? I just finished. I'm currently watching The Amazing Race Canada, which I just worked on this past season. comes on every Tuesday, so I try to catch that every week. In Unscripted and in Scripted, I just finished Ted Lasso, which is just like a gem of a show. I love Mm -hmm. it so much. Yeah, Ted Lasso is fantastic. That's a good place to start. So I'm curious, the shows that you work on, like The Amazing Race, do you always make a point to watch the stuff that you've worked on? I try to. Um, My schedule is super busy and I'm often traveling. So sometimes I don't have the time or access to be able to watch the shows. But I was a fan of The Amazing Race Canada before I worked on it. So I really try to catch it. But yeah, typically I try to watch, uh, like if I can't catch every every episode, I'll try to watch at least a few. It's nice to see your work, you know? Yeah, yeah. As someone who does a little bit of marketing, I totally get that. It's uh, really cool to see your stuff put out there into the world. Yeah, it's like a payoff, right? Like you work work on it and then if you never watch it, it says no closures. You have to sometimes just sit down and watch it. That's fair. I guess you would never see it as the finished product before it goes out. Right. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So going back to kind of way before you even went to Laurier, were you always interested in a career in the entertainment industry? I was, yeah. I I recently saw like a yearbook from like grade six and it was like, I want to be a TV producer and director. And back then I had no idea what that meant, but I just knew I wanted to be it because I loved TV as a kid. And I'm like, always like wanted to make it, even though I didn't know what it was yet. That's amazing. What was it that led you to the communications program at Laurier then? Yeah, so I, first of all, wanted to go away to school. That was of utmost importance to me. And so I live in the GTA area. So Laurier just like was far enough away that it wasn't super far. And then the communications program at Laurier interested me because I have a cousin who, an older cousin who also did that program. And she is now in the music industry. And so I was like, okay, maybe I could use this as a catalyst to get into the television. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do radio, television, films, but I just knew I wanted to be in media. And so, yeah. And I also really like the size of Laurier. So I think th- all the things just kind of lined up for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's often the size that people really like, the small community and being able to connect with people. I've found that myself as well. So what role would you say Laurier played in, in supporting your goal of having a career in the entertainment industry? Well, when I was at Laurier, I kind of realized that communications was so broad, which is which is a good thing. But I think I wanted like something a little more specific. So I did a lot of extracurriculars that helped 
send me in that direction and give me a little bit of that more specific experience. For example, I used to be an executive in the diversity office on the Association of Black Students, ABS. Through that, I started a show on Radio Laurier, a friend of mine. We co-started a show, co-produced a show um, called The Basement. And so when we started that, it was really just supposed to be during Black History Month. And then from that, like we got so many listeners and like people were like, this is great that we kept it going. And I'm pretty sure it's still going today. That was a really long time ago. <laughs> so that was kind of our way of creating our own very specific hub of where we could learn how to be producers. And so again, not really knowing what a producer does or not really knowing what a director does, we, we were able to bring on a DJ, different hosts, produce different segments, write different segments, do a lot of community work, um, connect over Skype back in the day when it was like have callers in calling on Skype and really like start that journey. And so I think that that's kind of like how I use communications to like make the experience that I wanted to have coming out of university. And so we did a lot of work with Radio Laurie at the time to kind of like make it our own space. That's incredible. And yeah, you're right. The basement is still going to today. I checked and the last episode was in March of this year. So it's still going strong. Yeah, yeah good. That, that makes me so happy. We actually went back. My co-producer and I, her name is Crystal, Crystal Gale. We went back a few years ago. They asked us to come back. They're like, oh, the creators of the basement. So we went back for like a bit of a reunion show. And it was, that was really nice to just see it still going. But that was, that would have been a handful of years ago now. So I'm glad to see that there's still interest in something like that and that there's still people who, you know, can use that as a, as a tool through Radio Laurier. Were you able to work on any more visual projects during your time at Laurier for extracurriculars or was it kind of all the audio radio? Um, it was all audio and radio, but because I was marketing coordinator and then marketing director for ABS, we did have like a few visual projects that we did. But the most consistent was radio. I think at the time, Radio Laurier already had the infrastructure for us to produce a show. Maybe if there was like a TV outlet, maybe we would have done something, in, you know, on TV. But that was what we had at the time. And that's that's just kind of I think that also sent me like, oh, maybe I should do radio. It just kind of gave me options at the time. OK, totally. So from that point, how were you able to break into your first role in the actual industry? So. This might be a longer one, but starting from the end of your time at Laurier through your next graduate degree and then to getting that first role, how were you able to do that? Yeah, it's honestly, graduating is so daunting because you graduate and you're like, okay, I'm ready for the world. And then the world's like, but you've never done anything. <laughs> what experience do you have? So I didn't go into TV straight away. I actually went into being an entertainer on a cruise ship. Which at the time I was like, I want to travel. I want to do something fun. I don't want to go straight and do like a master's or anything. Like I need to just like see the world and like figure out what this like experience means. So I auditioned to be an entertainment host on um, a cruise line and I got the job and it felt kind of fake at first because it's like very weird. I, I took the bus from Laurier to like go downtown Toronto, did this audition. They called me back and said, here's your plane ticket get on this plane and like land in Florida <laughs> and then you're not coming home for six months. I worked on a cruise ship and on the cruise ship, it had a TV channel. And so that was the first time I was able to like kind of produce my own show for like the evening of entertainment. I was an onstage host. I helped produce stage shows. Um, and so that was when I was kind of like, okay, this is, these are the mechanics of how to do 
like these small segment type of visual production roles. And a lot of it is on the fly. And a lot of it is just really putting yourself out there and seeing what happens, making a fool out of yourself and, you know, just kind of taking a chance. And, and, and that was fun. I did that for over the span of two years. I did two contracts. And I think that that helped me come out of my comfort zone with like taking a chance on myself. And so on my second contract, I was on Facebook and I came across a program at Centennial College, just like on an ad called Children's Media, Writing, Production and Management. And I had wanted to produce kid shows. So I applied to the college program while I was on the ship. I got in and I literally like left the ship to go to do this one year program at Centennial College. And so from there, I was able to use those skills that I learned on the ship to start producing kids content. And it wasn't just children's television. It was games, books, child development. So like producing learning tools for children, TV, film, um, how to manage teams, how to produce, how to create uh, schedules and budgets and line producing and all that. So it's really like holistic way to learn this is how to be a producer. So it put some structure into what I had been learning on my own kind of by just happenstance. And so once I graduated from that, it had an internship program. And so I wished at Laurier, I had had an internship to like kind of place you exactly in, in the world you want to be. So I really took advantage of the internship program. And I started my internship program as a marketing coordinator because I thought I wanted to do marketing in children's media, market toys and games and books and, and TV and stuff like that. But at the company, they had a like more corporate side and they had a production side. And I would always kind of peer over like, that looks really fun over there. I'd rather be over there. <laughs> so I kind of jumped around in that world. I did marketing, I did development. And then finally I networked and made a connection with somebody in production. And I just said, hey, I'm interested in this. Can I have a job? And they hired me on Camp Lake Bottom, which is an animated series that was on Disney XD. Yeah, I love how you kind of describe your process of identifying what it is you want to do through discovery. You identified what you wanted to do and then just went out and like relentlessly went for it. I love that. That's uh, that's amazing. Because so I was super set in marketing. Like I was, I came out of school or I was still in school and in school marketing just really interested me. I was like, okay, I can do this. But then once I saw production, I was like, sometimes you don't know until you know. You just have to try different things out. So Awesome. So I think with these entertainment jobs, a lot of the times people kind of describe their moments where they felt like they really made it. They, they really broke through. I'm wondering if you ever had a moment like that or if there was ever a project you worked on where you felt like, I made it. I've always wanted to do this. I can rest easy that I have reached a goal that I've always wanted to reach. Yeah, um, that's a really good question. I think there's, two, there's a couple. So kind of by happenstance, because I did my internship in animation straight out of school, I stayed in animation, in the animation and VFX world for about seven years. And I thought like, this is where I have to stay because this is where my network is. Mm -hmm. And I liked animation, but I don't know if I like chose it. I didn't necessarily just like have that opportunity because of my internship, you know, that's just kind of the stream I went in. So I was in the middle of like, do I stay in animation and like go the whole producer route and I just go in that way? Or do I try to do live action? And so I would say my moment of made it was when I got a job on the Umbrella Academy, which is a, a Netflix series. Um, and I was the creative assistant to the showrunner, Steve Blackman. 
And I just, again, got thrown into like every single scenario. And so that I was like, yes, maybe not I made it, but like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then the second time I felt like that more more often is in the role I'm in now. So I left Umbrella Academy to work in unscripted um, uh, reality and lifestyle television. And when I finished producing The Amazing Race last year, I feel like they really took a chance on me. I was still a bit new to the competition reality world, but I just feel like that was the best job I've ever done on a show. Like personally, I was very proud of myself and it was the best job I've ever had. So I really left that feeling like, yeah, entertainment's so fast paced. Sometimes you don't really get to sit back and like sit in really enjoying it because we're always moving. It's so busy. But yeah, I do feel like after The Amazing Race, I was really proud of where I was at. But do you spend a lot of time on sets with your job nowadays now that you're working in unscripted live action? Yes, I'm always on set. The job I'm on now was still standing is the first time I've ever worked from home. Even during the whole pandemic, I, I work from home now, like kind of writing and, and casting and like creating the episode. And then I go out and I shoot in patches, not all in one. Usually I'm on set all the time. That's interesting. So are you traveling to the various small towns and like working on set while the comedy routines are happening, all that's going on? So on this show, I take ownership of a full episode. I have, I'm producing two episodes of this season. I take ownership of a full episode. So all the casting, all the like field producing, logistics, leading up to when we shoot, that all comes through me. I visit the town beforehand. I meet all people I can beforehand and really just like get to know the town so that when we go, we're telling the most true and organic stories of, of the people and, the, and what happens there. Okay, that's awesome. So I want to go back to The Amazing Race because I think that's probably something you're excited about. I understand a show like The Amazing Race Canada isn't really a drama show. It's not there for the drama. But as a story producer, are you guys kind of pushing these rivalries, pushing narratives? Are you exaggerating stuff that's already happening? Like, how much would you say you're uh, moving stuff behind the scenes? And how much can you tell me about that? So what I always say is that my job is to help people take what's in their head and say it out loud. Through asking questions. My job is only asking questions. So say you're frustrated with something and I can see you're visually frustrated. I can see you. I can see you at this mountain and you're frustrated that you can't do whatever the activity is on the top of the mountain. I'll ask, what's frustrating you right now? And you'll say, I can't, I can't tie this knot. It's just not staying. Like, you know what I mean? I help people translate what's going on in here out loud. And sometimes depending on the personality and the casting, sometimes people say things that are totally boring, whatever. And sometimes people say things that are totally outrageous. Mm -hmm. And then that's just what happens. And a lot happens in moments of happiness. A lot happens in moments of sadness and joy. And we see people go very quickly because it's a competition and it's a race. We see people go very quickly from frustration to joy, joy to anger, anger to defeat. And then, you know, emotions all over the place. So it's part of my job to be really in tune with what's going on Mm -hmm. and help people translate that too. Out loud for TV. Right. And this is probably a question you get a lot as well, but I'm just curious. So I'm going to ask it for The Amazing Race specifically. When you guys are doing the interview, so you're doing those in the moment, you're not, it's not in post. It's not a, let's look at the scene and tell me how you were feeling type thing. It's both. 
so you might be at the top of the mountain frustrated because you can't tie the knot and then I'll step in. I, it's, I'm sometimes quite annoying because I'll step mm -hmm. in in those moments that are like really tough or really happy or really sad or really great, whatever. And I'll be asking questions. And so sometimes I, I'm firing questions, trying to understand what's going on in that moment, you know, help people speak out what's going on. So none of it is me like putting words in people's mouths or whatever. It's just really, really asking a lot of questions. Questions reveal so much. That's a huge part of my job. And then another part of my job is afterwards, we sit down and we talk about what's happened during the day. So sometimes they're able to take a step back and talk about it as if it's happening right now. And then, so it's both. And depending on what's happening in the episode, you might see them sitting down and talking, or you might see them in the moment and talking. Right. Yeah, because I guess I watch a lot of Hell's Kitchen and I always wonder. It seems like, uh, yeah, both would make a lot more sense. So one thing I was wondering about, just about the industry in general, how you manage working in an industry with so much job turnaround, I guess. Like, do you find it difficult to find new shows to work on? Is that something that you're constantly looking for? Or now that you've had your foot in the door, are there new opportunities coming up? Yeah, it's, um, that's a fantastic question. It's something that I struggle with and it's something that I love at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I don't have what everyone would call job security. What is job security these days anyways? I don't know. But I don't have job security. I don't have an employer. I'm a freelancer. And so I offer my services to companies. When I was um, in animation, I you would your contracts are longer because animation takes a really long time to make. Mm -hmm. And so you have time to then interview and and that could be like every two years you're looking for a job or every one year or eight months or six months, whatever. You can kind of forecast how long be summer. Now that I'm in live action, my job is sometimes a month, two months, maybe. It, it's, it's a lot of networking all the time. I'm always networking. And so it is a bit frustrating because it's tiring, always kind of wondering when your next job will come. But now that I'm more getting more established in this world, I find that at a certain point, people start coming to me, which is like a really good, like not problem to have. It's only a problem when I have to start turning down work. So it's just a balance of um, trying to schedule yourself. So you also have time to like have downtime, right? To refuel so you don't experience burnout. Because when I am working, it's quite all consuming. So do you have like a dream reality show or any shows, let's say unscripted or scripted that you would just love to work on? I I have never worked on the dating social experiments. Mm. I find social experiment based shows like for example there's one um, called The Traders that's that's pretty big right now. Starting in the UK there's an American one. Um it's not a dating show but it's more of a social experiment. Anything that talks about like the way that people relate to one another to me is so interesting. I just really love people and I think I love the dynamics of people under pressure. Right. And I, so I don't know if I have like a dream show, but I think in terms of genres, I would love to work on like the dating social experiment or like the competition social experiment type shows. One that people always ask me about is Big Brother. I have worked at the company that makes Big Brother, but I've never worked on Big Brother because I've never watched mm -hmm. Big Brother before, which is like the ultimate social experiment show. I just, I just haven't been able to watch it. But I think that, that would be a, a cool one to get into as well. I'm thinking like, I guess my mind would go to maybe uh, like Love Island or those shows would be fun to push buttons on. But 
Yeah, I think I think one that I really like, not necessarily Love Island, but the Love is Blind. Mm. That type, like one with like a, a basis of like a social experiment. Like, right. can you fall in love with everyone or seeing somebody? Or um, I'm forgetting the name of it now, but the one where they're all in separate rooms and they have to like, it's like a popularity contest, like those types of. Do you find that the people you're meeting through The Still Standing, like the comedy show that you're working on now, do you find that that satisfies your need for the human connection or seeing people kind of out of their comfort zone? So uh, this one is a little bit more like documentary style where we're, it's, it's, so, it's so beautiful for storytelling. And I think mm-hmm. storytelling is just at the core of everything that I try to do. Sure, it might be competitive. Sure, people might be like, racing to the top of the mountain sure we might be trying to make the best dish or who's trying to do the best this or best that but at the core of it is storytelling like storytelling makes you care about who the people are i'm still standing like we're really telling the story of like people and what's happened to them in their town through the medium of comedy which has been really fun because this is my first comedy type job since i worked on the cruise ship on the cruise ship i used to open for the comedians you know when a poor comedian comes on stage there's like someone who warms up the crowd i used to do that so it's like it's a really nice uh dynamic being back with, with like comedy writers and people who are really trying to find the light in in something that happened because still standing is based on like something happened in the town and then we um tell the story of what happened through the town through comedy and through the right. through yeah yeah we talk about like full circle moments a lot on the show and i feel like that is a good example of one coming back to coming back to the start so one question and i usually close off with this one but it's a question i like to ask everyone who comes on is how you would define success for yourself in your life and you can look at it from a career perspective you can look at it from a family perspective but i'm just curious to hear your thoughts on what a successful life looks like so I think success looks like, like one of my goals, you know, that I'm working towards is to eventually be a director and showrunner. And so huge parts of those roles is leadership because you're managing people, you're managing stories, you're managing budgets and, and, and just processes. Um, and so I am working towards being a good leader. That number one, that's a lifelong thing, in my opinion. But I think that success to me is when I can feel like I've been an effective and empathetic leader to a team that of people that are just really passionate and and feel respected and feel seen and feel heard. Um, I think sometimes in TV we get so caught up in producing the thing and making the show that we forget that there are people who are spending a lot of time and often away from their families for long periods of time to make it happen. And so I just want to make, I want to make people feel like they're appreciated for the hard work that they do for like the one second that their name goes through the <laughs> the credits. I feel like success for me is that someone can say like, Camille, as, as my boss, she makes us feel seen. Oh, we want Camille to be on this project because she, makes crew inspired to want to work and inspired to want to do a great job and inspired to want to tell compelling, interesting, diverse and wonderful stories and inspired to make people feel special and feel something. So I think that that's success to me 
in where I want to go and like kind of what I'm working towards. And, and I think that that's modeled to me through some of my mentors. Um, and then I think in life, because I always say like, oh, I don't know, like this industry is like so intense sometimes in terms of work-life balance. Like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I think success to me would to be able to figure out what works for me and what works for my family in terms of loving my work because I truly, truly love what I do. And then being able to also love my life and have them like just go together really well in a way that is healthy and exciting and still spontaneous and fun, but also provides like some stability when, when I need it. That's a great answer. And yeah, I like that you took it from both perspectives because people often kind of blanket and, but I like that you're thinking of it differently kind of in the different areas of your life. Yeah. Cause like you still have to live. Like, you know, we make things for the screen that people are going to sit down and watch, but I still, it's still so important to me to live, which is another reason why I kind of like being a freelancer, because when I'm not working, I'm not working. It's not like I'm on like a weekend or like a vacation day. And I know that I have to go back to work, you know, in four days, I'm not working. So I can just like go wherever I want and do whatever I want and relax for however long I want. Um, so that's like a huge perk of being a freelancer. Um, and then I can just throw everything into to work when I get back to it. Right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. This is a real pleasure, and I'm so glad I got to learn from you and uh, talk with you. If anyone is interested in seeing some stuff that uh, you've worked on, you can check out The Amazing Race Canada, Season 9. It's coming out right now. Season 9 of Still Standing will be coming out, I believe. And you can also check out the third season of umbrella academy which is awesome i love that show and you did a great job on that so thank you for that great thank you so much this is fun nice to talk yeah, to you. yeah it was a real pleasure and we wish you the best of luck in getting that director job thank you so much i appreciate it <laughs>